Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 126. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. Am I doing this right? I'm a geek culture philosopher. <laughs> shake the cobwebs off. You shake the cobwebs off. I am a geek off. culture philosopher. Dust it and off, I'm baby. Here with my co-host, Adam J. Tedris. That's right. It's the original. In the middle of that, John. I, I, in the middle of that, I was like, am I freaking? I mean, it's been so am long. I Octavius? It's been Who so long. I? It's been so long that not only do we not know how to introduce the show, we don't know how to introduce ourselves. <laughs> but it's been a minute. So I. It no J name reason. this time. Just. That's fine. Just right into it. I'll take it. I am Adam, the original J Tetaris. Uh, yeah. Very, very excited to be here. I'm very excited that you are here. You you needed to take some Absolutely. time before we started recording to turn on your light. And now I understand why. Look at you. Does it, does it look better? Yeah, you, you see glow. It? You see what I'm trying to do here? You absolutely glow, man. Absolutely. I Listen, think it's a good thing. Internet, I went and got a ring light. I was like, oh, this is what they're doing out here yeah. on the YouTubes. That's now right. this is making sense. I, I, Octavia, for, for the listeners, Octavius has really just a rich melanin energy on mm. the other side of the yeah. Zoom. Yeah, yeah. And if you could see my face in Zoom, I look like Casper the ghost. That's the situation. Okay. Just lay it out for the people so they I mean, know what's going on on this side. That's what's going on on, on both sides. I also have, I don't know <laughs> if you can see, I have the uh, old-timey uh, kind of prospector, maybe the like 1930s villain goatee happening mm. over mm. in my situation. You got, the, you got the Conor McGregor. None of you will do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the champ champ is here. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's where I am in the pandemic. So let's, Adam, let's be honest about what happens in our group text. I just want to say it. I'm going to put it out there for you right now. When I go on the internet and I see people doing wild stuff, I send it to you in the group text and I go, Adam. <laughs> explain this yeah usually that's true i'm like adam what is what, what what is this what is this what's happening what are y'all doing what's going on well can can actually maybe you can inform me because i think i have my okay. own judgment on this what what kind of content what kind of chicanery uh is is uh something that qualifies as something that you would send to me with just my name adam Explain. What's the, <laughs> what's the last thing I sent that did that? I was um I th- I'm pretty sure it was on Instagram. It was on Instagram, and I was getting my scroll on, and I was just perusing, and I saw I think I saw somebody hurt themselves in some way, shape, <laughs> or form. <laughs> and I, I the first person I thought of is like I I need Adam to explain this to me. Yes. I need Adam to, to give me some insight on what this person is doing. Yes. Maybe he can explain. Yeah. Do you know, do you remember what it was? Yeah, I'll clear. I'm watching it right now. As a matter of fact, I'll hold it what up is to it? the screen. Uh this is a, a video of oh. this is a video of uh, a person who is stuck inside of what appears to be a playground uh, a jungle gym type yeah jungle gym it's, it's like a, a metal bar rounded metal bar spiraling and and kids yes. would climb on it in a playground someone has wedged themselves inside and cannot get out now let me clarify this is this is where my my perception comes in this is uh-huh. a this is a white person who has made yes. a decision to climb yes. inside of this jungle gym and get stuck yes so yes. The, the two factors that i perceive well maybe the uh-huh. three the three factors that i perceive uh stupid person Stupid white person, okay. stupid okay. white person doing something that gets them hurt. That's yeah. when Octavia sends it to me and says, Adam, explain. <laughs> you know what, Adam, you might be, I haven't put that much detailed thought into it, but I think you might have cracked the case just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when I go I to my- I think you might have cracked it. I check my, uh, my files and I say, well, <laughs> as a representative- <laughs> <laughs> Looks at notes. <laughs> <laughs> for these dumb people. Yeah, I can't explain that one, unfortunately. Although- I should be able to because I've probably done that to myself before. I just had the good sense not to record it and put it online. Mm, that's the difference. Yeah. Everything's on the internet right now. Yes, man. sir. Literally everything. Growing up and being just a ute in this time period, evidence everywhere. There's no evidence of my foolishness. I fell out of a tree and knocked myself out. There's no video <laughs> of that. Knock myself cold unconscious, falling out of a climb of the tree, oh. mad, mad high up there. Yeah. Knock myself clean out. Mm-hmm. No video. 
Yes. Yeah, I'm sure lots of us have that story. For for those of us who grew up... Have you fallen out of a tree before? Oh, most definitely. First time I ever yeah. broke my arm, I, I fell out of a jungle gym. It was not a tree, but it was the same kind of situation. I was doing something stupid, doing something mm-hmm. genuinely foolish on the jungle gym and uh, fell down and broke my arm. And that, that set the course for the rest of my life. <laughs> mm. That seems to be what I do regularly. So Now all I got to do is just sleep regular. And get hurt? You sleep regular. You wake up like, what has happened <laughs> in the past six to eight hours? All I did was try to rejuvenate and get oh. myself together for the next day. Yeah. I wake up on the injured reserve list. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to uh, Old Man Comic Book Junto. <laughs> the situation is, it is far into the future. We're living in the pandemic times, and we are That's how far, hurt. that's how long it's been, yeah. We're getting hurt sleeping. That's the situation. This is, we're, we're no longer young bucks, man. We, we're, not, uh, we're not young Avengers anymore. We're the hard-nosed re- vets right now. <laughs> retirees. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Adam. Octavius. Let's talk geek stuff. We should. Let's just, the internet... We'd like to know this from you. We're going to ask each other a question. We're going to lay it out here. And we want you guys to get back with us with the answer to this question as well. At Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis, at Comic Book Junto. Here's the question. Adam, what are you reading? Mm-hmm. What are you watching? What are you playing? What are you working on? Internet, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you playing? What are you working on? It's the pandemic Mm-hmm. We all locked down if we got any in, any types of scruples. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are staying on the inside, indoors, as much as we can, and going out when necessary. That's right. So that means <sighs> life's a little different these days. Uh huh. So this is just a geek check in, Adam. What, what what you got going on right now? Uh, okay. So first, first one was what am I reading? What are you uh, reading? Yeah, I I it is it is my great shame that I haven't picked up comics in a minute. Uh, every mm. now and then I stop by Brave New Worlds and I, I, I find out what's been coming out over the past few weeks. I have not been keeping up. And the books mm-hmm. that I've picked up in the past several weeks have been sitting in a stack, all pretty, waiting to be read. I haven't read comics in a while, so I'm reading something a little bit different right now. I'm actually okay. I'm reading a graphic novel, so I think that counts. Uh, it is the the graphic novel adaptation of my favorite book of all time, Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse Five, mm-hmm. and okay. it just came out. It's the first time it's ever been adapted. It's beautiful. It's been adapted by Ryan North and Albert Montez. It's fantastic. It's my favorite book of all time. They made a really crappy movie out of it, but I, I love the movie for sentimental reasons. And this uh, adaptation is superb. So that's what I'm enjoying right now. Very good. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. What are you reading? I am reading a graphic novel as well. Mm-hmm. I went to the comic book store and I said, I honestly don't care about any of this stuff. <laughs> like I, I looked around and I was like, I don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. I'm out of the I loop. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not particularly excited about anything that's going on right now. Yep. So I ask, I say, hey, can I, give me a recommendation. Something that's good. And I feel like I'm going back to like the older version of how I was as a, as a comic book reader, which is like, I want to read something that's good. I want a recommendation. I want to know it's good. In general, I want to expect a, 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 gen, a generally, you know, B, B plus A experience from reading this. And I was recommended Little Bird. Have you oh, read this before? Yes. Yeah. I, I picked Bird? up Little Bird while they were coming out, which was tough because it was quarterly, if I recall. So oh, my goodness. You would get a fat quarterly. comic. You would get one fat comic. It was longer than your average uh, single issue. But, but still, you know, they come out slowly. You wait a long time. So for what it's worth, I fell off after the third or fourth. And I know they collected them. And I think that's the way to do it. How do you enjoy it? Have you been reading it? So far, I've gotten through... It's it's five issues, I believe, that mm-hmm. are put together. Yep. Uh, collectors, Little Bird, one through five. So I've read one. Mm-hmm. Crazy, and right? And so, so far, the artwork is really, really intense, which I like. And at the same time, in issue one, I'm like, well, wait, who is this book about? You know what I mean? Because it's like you think it's about this person, and then so, and then you think it's about this person, and they think it's about this person. So it's kind of like I'm definitely intrigued to continue reading because, like I said, like I 
a lot has happened in one issue so much so that I'm kind of like, who, who am I supposed to be following right now? Yeah. So, if, if I recall, it was like a, a really strange subversion of superhero stuff. Like there was this legend of some superhero and he has disappeared for some time. The art style was really unique. Uh, it has that kind of reminds me of Luther Strode. Yes. It has that Luther Strode vibe. It's even gory in a similar way. Cause Luther Strode yes. was really out there with that too, but I liked it. I thought it was very cool. It has a really interesting, unique take on superheroes or superpowers. And, um, I, I don't think it's based on anything that is real per se, but it was like, uh, mm -hmm. indigenous people, um, right. like, uh, maybe Canada. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, the, these colder folks living in this, this tundra like world. And they were, I don't know, a dude with a hammer. Is that anything? An axe. An axe. Okay. Yeah. That's it. I, I thought it was yeah. cool. I think I need to revisit that. Yes. So that's what I'm reading, mm -hmm. uh, watching, I have on the top of my list to watch um, Over the Moon, which is uh, the Glenn Keane directed animated feature film that just came out on Netflix. Um, and also Bad Hair. Bad Hair. On oh, Hulu. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to watch either. I mean, I started watching Bad Hair last night, but I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm not going to finish watching this. But. That's that's definitely what I, I have on my list of stuff to watch. I haven't really been able to watch stuff like I want to because animation takes a long time. Talk to me about Over the Moon because this crept up. I had not known about this at all until maybe this week. And now I see yeah. it posted all over the place. I think Over the Moon is one of those things that if you don't know, then you don't know. Like, do you know who Glenn Keane is? I do not know who Glenn Keane is. Who is Glenn Keane? Glenn Keane is a famous illustrator. I mean, famous animator, famous director. Like, I believe he directed um, a, a movie that you might know is Tangled. Oh, okay. I, I know that one. Yeah. That was... Yeah. So... What year was that? That was like 2009, was, 2010. That was a minute ago. Something like that. Yeah. That was a, that was a minute ago. Mm -hmm. But it was like a, a Rapunzel story. It was not a Pixar, yeah. but it still had really great animation. It, yeah. It was Disney. Got it. And it was 3D. It wasn't 2D. But yeah, Glenn Keane, I mean, just if you check out his IMDb, you'll see that, you know, he's he's done a lot of stuff. Okay. All right. But overall, yeah, you know, it's a it's a Disney, not a Disney, but it feet from what I understand, it feels very Disney like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do want to check it out because everything that I've seen so far, just clips on on Twitter or in social media, it looks gorgeous I, I don't know anything about the story uh it looks like one of the rare occasions quite frankly there is asian representation in an american yeah. animation uh so th this is not anime this is a, an american studio it, it, correct me if i'm wrong this is an american studio that made this film and it is a, a celebration of of asian culture it looks awesome i see that's the thing <clears throat> as usual i avoided all of that Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah sure like so black I congregation went, man i understand that's right i intentionally went out of my way to stay to stay away but you know i can tell that the people are asian so but i mean just other stuff that glenn keen has done that you might know about dear basketball okay that one you know best animated short film he <sighs> was directed that with with you know with kobe i didn't care for that so I don't even know if I saw that. This is this is my my hot take, just like right off the bat. But when I I remember trash, that's your hot take. Well, no, I was just I, I like going to see the uh, uh, the Oscar nominations for uh, short animation, short film and short animation. You could go to uh -huh. uh, the Ritz Bors, R.I.P. Right, Ritz Bors ain't around. Is no it gone? More. Yeah, it's gone, gone, gone. Uh, they shut it down. Yeah, even before COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's gone. I would go to the Ritz Bors. It was like one weekend out of the year before the Oscars would roll around. And mm -hmm. you would see the, the short films and the short animations. And I saw Dear Basketball in the short animation block. And I just thought, ah, this is fine. This is just Kobe, you know, telling a story. The animation mm -hmm. is cool. Of course, it's very cool. But in comparison to a lot of the other very creative and interesting short animated films that I saw in that same block, right. it was like nothing. It was, eh. No big deal. And then it, it swept. It, it won uh, at the Oscars. And I thought, I don't, I don't see it. But maybe it's just me. I mean, quite frankly, Ak, you as somebody who has more intel in animation, what it takes to create, the work 
that goes into it, you, you might have a different perception and a different understanding of how beautiful it is in terms of storytelling and, and how lean it is and how efficient it is. It just didn't connect. I've never seen it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's worth seeing. It's a short film, you know? But yeah, I mean, this is me saying it's worth seeing, comma, I didn't like it. <laughs> what? I mean, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. You sure. know, I, I actually should, I should see it. I should take a look at it. You know, RIP Kobe. Oh, all that God. good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's I mean, that's a, there's a reason to, to watch it. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, uh, ineffective memorial long before we even knew. Of course. Right. Um, what so, are you watching? What am I watching right now? I am, I alluded to this before we started recording. I am writing some wrongs. All right. We've mm-hmm. had some time on our hands. I've watched everything under the sun, all the new stuff, everything everybody's talking about. And so I had this realization that I wanted to go back and watch some things that I swore away. I said, I'm, right. I'm not going to get into this. I'm not a fan of this. And as they became more popular, people became more fanatical about them. Mm-hmm. You got to watch mm-hmm. this, man. It's the best. And they, I, you know how it goes. I kind of, right. I got defensive and I was like, no, I, I'm not into it. The more you're into it, the, the more I'm going to avoid it intentionally. It's just not my thing. Right. So I started writing some wrongs by finally watching Full Metal Alchemist. My Little Pony. Br- f- by, that's right. My Little Pony. Full Metal Alchemist, My Little Pony. My, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, My Little Pony. It, an amazing crossover that I should have seen a long time ago. <laughs> the one horse has the, the metal leg. <laughs> right. It's great. Right. Yeah. So I started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I watched it on Netflix. It is 64 episode. I was hooked. I really I, I was so upset with myself that I waited for so long to finally come around to this. And I had to put the math together. Why is it that I swore this off and never came back around? That's and, what I want to know. Well, part of the reason is, and this is not an excuse, but it's at least part of the evidence for how it took so long for me. Part of the reason is the original Full Metal Alchemist anime came out around the same time that I was kind of getting out of anime and getting back into American comics. Okay. They can coexist by all means. But when I was, when I was growing up as a geek, it was like, eh, I'm really into anime now. I don't like superheroes. And at a certain point in time, that started to slide and flip around and Full Metal Alchemist, the series came out. It just didn't look like it was my vibe. It was a little cutesy. Mm -hmm. It looked kind of like, Maybe a little too close to DBZ or a Shonen Jump thing or something like that. I was just like, yeah, it's not my yeah. style. I'm not into it. And then many years pass, and uh, it was remade. I think in maybe 2013 or something. And so, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a total remake of the original anime, and it it, it hedges closer to the manga. So, purists and and loyal fans think it's a more accurate and a better better anime. And what I hear from a lot of fans is it is all around just a better show. The original show was not that great. Okay. And Brotherhood is terrific. But by the time Brotherhood came out, I was like, I don't like Full Metal Alchemist. Why would I watch more of it? I didn't realize it was a total retelling of the show. It is perfect timing. It's about, you know, finding yourself, about becoming confident. It's about nuance and change and character. It's about friendship and love and family. Mm-hmm. It feels like all of those things are hitting right now when I need them the most. Mm. It was awesome. I loved Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm so upset that I, it took me so long to come around to that, but I enjoyed it deeply. When it was over, I wept. I was like, "Man, this, it, I don't you know." If you I, actually wept, or oh was that my, just a yeah, they, no, no, no. They nailed it. They it, like every every emotional beat. They nailed it. Okay. And since I had just spent 64 episodes with these characters, I was like, "It's a lot of episodes." Sir. I don't want to see them go. I don't want to leave them. So I, at the very epi- last episode, I really enjoyed it a lot. And I went to my friends and I said, what, what else do I need to see that I have, have been missing? Mm-hmm. That brings me to where I am now. I'm finally watching Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yes. A TV show that I swore up and down, mm-hmm. I'm not into. I'm not into this. Now, can I jump in here? Wish you would. You're not into. So there are some things that, for me, I'm not into. And there's some stuff like I... my. Listen, my guy Dante mm-hmm. has tried to get me to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, mm-hmm. Naruto, Avatar, 
and Cora. Mm -hmm. So all the things that you're talking about, he's tried to get me to get into. Yeah. And I watched, I started Naruto. I'm like, okay, let me get into this. (sighs) (laughs) I think maybe it's almost like I don't have the nostalgic experience. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That maybe Dante does. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm just like, this is so slow that's what i'm talking about that's a shonen anime where it's they they have been running for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes i know we've mentioned this on the pod before they've been running for so long there are a lot of episodes they just do nothing man it's those dbz episodes where they just scream but in naruto they're just like talking about their past i can't do it so i don't have the nostalgia nor do i have the time I got to the bridge part and I was like, okay, fine. All right. Now they, now they getting busy. And I was just like, all right, man, you know, I got to come back to this because this just took, takes, takes so long. Yes. But you know, there are some things that I want to watch, but it's not a matter of, I will not watch this because I am above this, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from you. Is that right? And if so, why, why, why that, what, what, what does that come from? I'd say it's partly right. Now, in in the years when I would disavow these these shows, these books, these whatever, this fandom, that was definitely what was happening. Because I think as as a geek, as I was growing to know what I'm into and what I'm not into, a lot of that was me being defensive of the stuff that I mm. like and the kind of geek that I am. So when it comes to anime in particular, you got to understand that I was growing up on early anime forums on the website where the way you became a fan is you you basically are competing with other people. Who's more of a fan of anime? It was like the way that you instill in yourself that you are in fact a geek. You have to prove it. And it was with some really oh. trivial arguments. None more prevail, uh, 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 persistent than subs versus dubs, right? You, are you familiar with okay. this conflict? Yes, 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 subs, yes. dubs. So subs, dubs. When people are arguing over this, you know, you can look at it at face value. Uh, how do you like to enjoy this with English voice actors, or will you hear the Japanese voice actors and you read the text? Right, right. And so on its face, you just decide. Well, w- which one do I want to do? Do I want to hear English voice? Does that make me get into it, or is it more authentic the other way around? But in my in my formative geek years, arguing over this was like passing the first test of being an otaku, of being a geek. So, because if you said dubs, you're in, out. You you know you're out. You're not into anime. You're not a fan. You grew up in toxic anime culture, big time. Big time. Wow. And I was that saying, would turn somebody off. Like, wait, all right, I don't want to do all this. I just want to watch stuff I like. And well, for me, it was like becoming a geek, being a geek was always a negative thing in 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 a larger social social context. Right. And right. so finding a group of people where digging my heels into being a geek was a good thing felt like, oh, these are my people. This is where I belong. So the last thing I want to do is feel like I don't belong. So I got right. to defend my decisions. So that brings me to, you know, posting as, as a teenager, as a young man, posting on these anime forums, learning what was real anime, was bullshit, that kind of stuff. Now that stuff uh, is not good, but is very much how I built my ident- identity and fandom of, of being in an anime. When Avatar rolled around, there are a couple things I knew about it. One, I was kind of getting out of anime around 2005. That's when it came out. I was graduating from high school. I'm going into college. I'm like going into different things. I don't need to mess with anime. It's not my thing right now. That was younger Mm -hmm. me, right? Mm -hmm. The other side of this is it's a Nickelodeon program. It's not anime. It is drawn to look like it is anime, but it Uh is drawn by American artists. It is told by an American studio. And so for me as this disqualified, yeah, toxic fan, I'm like, nope, it's not real. This is not a real thing. And so I think in my mind, it had basically put itself into being essentially Harry Potter. And I just, Mm. I wasn't a big fan of Harry Potter. So I was like, no, not into it. It's about kids. I'm not a kid anymore. I'm going to college. I can't get into this. (laughs) Listen to Adam breaking, breaking down, breaking down the psychology. Yeah. Of the toxic anime fandom that you are now coming out of. That I am now coming out of. And I, I, 
I don't know if I could have come out of it earlier. I wish it didn't take me so long, but 15 years probably. It took me to finally come around to this. 15 years of bondage. 15 years of trials and tribulations, right? Of restraints, of not being able to be who I want to be based Mm -hmm. on this understanding of who I think I need to be. That toxic fandom is correct. And I now finally, I have plenty of time on my hands. I'm at home, I'm watching everything. And I just learned going back and revisiting stuff that you swore off could be a really awesome experience. Full Metal Alchemist was amazing. Mm. So now I finally come around to Avatar. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try it. I'm going to dip my toes. Everyone I know tells me it's great. I'm going to try it yeah. out. And I will yeah. tell you the, the first couple of ans- uh, episodes, the first <clears throat> handful of episodes did not get me. I just sat there, kind of picture me on my couch, arms crossed. Mm-hmm. Entertain me. Prove me right. wrong. Right? Right. But it wasn't until maybe the last... I, I committed to watching the first season. If I can get into it by the yeah. first season, then I'm in. But the, then you went through the secret tunnel. Yeah. The, so it was probably one of those episodes. But specifically, it was the last two or three or four episodes in that season. I thought, okay, right. okay. I see. I see what's happening. And as time went on and I continued watching season after season, I grew very attached to these characters. I started to understand that, yes, it in fact is a kids TV show, and that is important. It is an important Mm -hmm. framing and an important context for why this succeeds. I really fell for the characters. The story is amazing. It stands, in my mind, as a tentpole and an example of how to make a tribute to a culture that is not your own in a thoughtful and loving and, and careful way. Because mm-hmm. the, the creators who made this, they're not Chinese, they're not Japanese, they're not East Asian, they're not Pan-Asian, they're not Asian. And they approach the story carefully and thoughtfully and with, with nuance. So I, I loved it. And I'll tell you that the, uh, the, the impression that Avatar has had on me and the way that I'm thinking about myself and about the world has been really deep and, and, and wonderful and I would not have had that if I didn't watch the show. So now I'm finally on Legend of Korra. I'm on season three, mm-hmm. episode 10. Mm-hmm. I'm not done yet. I have so many notes and things to say, but this is not an Avatar podcast. We're a Korra podcast, so I'll save it. Right. But suffice it to say, I'm, I'm teaching myself some lessons here. I'm trying to deprogram the things that were not serving me. You know what I mean? So you're saying you want to do an Avatar and Korra breakdown or something? Yeah, I do. Absolutely, I do. Of course. 15 years. No, 15 years later. <laughs> I, I, I go to sleep thinking about which, which uh, kingdom I'd be a part of. What do I want to bend? What, what, would you, what, what do you want to bend? If you could just like, if someone's like, hey, Adam, I got bending powers here for you. You, this, you got that and everything. You want, what do you want to do? If, uh, if, Listen, uh, you, if you do earth, you can also do metal. So I don't know what you want to do here. That is you a like one. Magneto? You know what I mean? You can do that too. So think about that. That is a good one. Uh, if a if a merchant in a video game approached me and said, "I'm I'm here to," he sell has the you. trench coat by the way, and he opens the trench coat. It's the so, one. You know, you need you, a visual internet. Have you played Resident Evil Four? I have not. Since I was young, I was like, I ain't playing that, and I never got into it. But I played Last of Us, so you know what I mean. Like, I probably could play Resident. You could. It's you just one of those could. games I never never got into it's a great game they've they've uh uh uh, re-released it so you can remake it with it with it in hd and all that it was a great resident evil uh right i always think of when i think of like the npc merchant in a video game i think of the guy from resident evil 4 and you'll appreciate this because he had a great voice and whenever you approach him he's wearing robes like black robes his face is shrouded with these robes. He's, it kind of looks like he's got a coat, but he's everywhere. How does he get okay. into every area that I am? But when you no. approach him, he always says the exact same thing. He goes, what are you buying? And then when you open up the inventory to buy something, he says, I got a lot of good things on sale, stranger. And that is like my NPC merchant voice <laughs> forever. I got a lot of good things on sale, stranger. That's right. Man, that what sounds are you like doing here, an episode. Dude. People are going to be like, "What does? What is? Is that from Resident Evil? <laughs> what are you buying?" Yeah, it's so good, <laughs> man. Uh, to answer your question, I don't know. Bending powers. What bending powers. I, I I gotta go with Ang. I learned the most with Ang, so I feel like Air would be amazing. But hmm. but I think I'm probably most similar to Katara, and she's a waterbender. So I feel like maybe that would be the vibe. 
But Legend of Korra is showing me these metal benders and they're doing crazy stuff, hey, man. Hey, man, the metal benders in Korra. <sighs> what about you? I, I don't know, man. I think my personality and also just the style of Kung Fu. What, here we go. This is going to be more interesting. What do Earthbender. you think? Earthbender. Okay, why? Why? Earthbender, you like, everything is patience, defensive. It is force. It is like a certain kind of movement that is, is, is blunt, very specifically blunt in such a way that other kingdoms don't even know how to act that way. If, when I think of Octavius A. Newman, I think this is a blunt object. This, this man is a blunt <laughs> object. He cares not for your feels. <laughs> he's, wow. He's, okay. All right. He is trudging forward. So I, I think of you, I think of Toph. I think of uh, earthbending. That's, that's where I'm it's, going. I will say... Unless you make say, him mad and, le- and then you become a firebender. You're a regular Zuko. You've, you basically just took everything out of my brain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because when I think of like the martial arts, the actual movements themselves, when you see earthbenders move, like the things that they do, yeah. and then when you add in the metal, it's kind of like, you know. So cool. But especially when Aang is first learning earthbending, it's kind of like, listen, you know, you got to move this thing. And, and even the way he was being taught... Like, and um, Katara's like, oh, he likes to be taught like this. And she's like, nope. (laughs) Exactly. Nope. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, so why don't you just get up? Well, I'll just take your stick. Oh, I'd like this new stick I have. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, I I mean, I'm sure you did not enjoy the training session, but you know. I didn't even enjoy watching the training session because Katara would chime in and it'd be like, Toph, you got to listen to Katara, man. He's just like, anyway, he's up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you want to help us move this stuff out of the way? It's like, I moved my stuff already. <laughs> you want to help us, you know, you want to help us set up? Yeah, I set up already. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, she's <laughs> so cool, man. I, I, I got to say, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm 33 years old. I, I watched Avatar for the very first time this month. And I, I just feel like it made such an impression on me as an adult. That's good. I, I, I'm watching the the debates between uh, Biden and 45, and I, mm-hmm. I, I'm saying to myself, "Come on, Biden, like be like Earth. Come on, bend like Earth. Do not bend. Like do not, do not, do not flex to his his uh, uh, baiting you. Don't don't get angry. Just be defensive. Be solid like a rock. I'm I'm just thinking about that. It's really uh, invaded my my thought process, mm. and I'm happy for it. I'm glad that I'm glad that you are enjoying Avatar. I'm not finished with Avatar, um, but I have very much enjoyed my time with Avatar. You've not watched the finale sure. of Avatar and the Last Airbender. No, incredible television, an hour and a half no. long, incredible, Ooh. incredible finale, jaw droppingly beautiful. Like, okay. uh, I'll tell you, man, and I know you're a fan of Samurai Jack. I know you're a sure. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you, you can appreciate when someone does something momentous and stylized mm-hmm. in animation. Mm-hmm. There, there is a scene in that finale that I had to lift my jaw off the floor. I just was astounded by what they pulled off. Incredible. Very good. And so I had to watch Legend of Korra immediately because I wanted to check in on those characters, you know? Yeah, you wanted more. Yeah, that's a whole other story because it's it's awkward that that show, but it's also very good. Yes. So yeah, that's what's uh, up. I mean, like I honestly, this is not just a what are you watching situation now. I'm I really come to this place where I'm appreciating the fact that I used to be a real asshole when it came to geekdom, and I, we, we say this on Comic Book Junto when it is part of the the mission statement mm-hmm. of this show. Mm-hmm. We want to open this up. Every every comic is somebody's first. Right. Yes. Every podcast is somebody's first, and uh, I am still learning that to this day, and and having to encounter some of those uh, bad habits, shall we say? Right. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the debates, Oops. and that immediately <laughs> took me to one of the things on our list to talk about. Oops. Kanye West, oh, but it is not going to be Adam. What you think it is? Okay. When I said that I wanted to mention Kanye West, you said, you're going to have to walk me through that because I haven't been paying attention to that. That's right, yeah. So what, what, what did you think I was going to say? Well, I'll say this is the reverse of me and Avatar in that I have, I've had to shut my fandom down 
for Kanye. Because I, you and I have long been fans of Kanye West. We have bought movie tickets to see Yeezy Season 3 announced in movie mm-hmm. theaters. I mean, we've been there. And I'm a big fan of Kanye West up until a point, and this year is is maybe my point where I've decided I, I can't do this, I can't go on this ride anymore. And I expected you to speak on Kanye West's ill-advised decision to run for president. Yeah. But if if that's what I thought, and you're not going to talk about what I thought, what are you going to talk about? Quote, Kanye West. <clears throat> as he's on Joe Rogan's podcast, this is what he said. Quote, and this is about to make me mad right here. <laughs> the first time you see me get mad in an interview, they said George Lucas's prequels were worse than the corporate made Disney Star Wars, like Revenge of the Sith. We saw how Darth Vader was made. Like, I watched that 10 times during COVID. Don't jump, Anakin. I've got the high ground. I'm saying the prequels are better than anything. And I'm sorry, Disney Star Wars design team. No, man, this is George. This is his baby. That thing (laughs) was set in his heart to show us as, (laughs) as children to show us the hero's journey. Kanye West is basically saying that the prequels are better than the sequel trilogy. That's what Kanye has to say. Not only does he want to be your, your president, of this United States. He also believes that the Star Wars prequels are better than the OG trilogy. Isn't this the same Adam, guy who says slavery was a choice? I mean, he has said many things. No. Adam. Every, no. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion except for Kanye. He wants to be your president and he wants to tell you that the prequels are the best Star Wars. Well, if he's running on that, if that's part of his campaign, then you know I'm not going to the poll for him. You you, dis- you disagree with Kanye? Of course I disagree with Kanye. Uh, I think okay. I, right. I will say, look, I, I will provide the latitude that I'm, I have learned from enjoying things that I thought I disliked. Mm-hmm. On Christmas Day, 2020, no, um, that hasn't happened yet. On Christmas Day, 2019, mm-hmm. I watched... Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? Because I knew it was fun. It's just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Is it better than the original Star Wars from the 70s and 80s? Hell no. No. Absolutely not. It is a fundamentally Kanye different said thing. you're wrong. You going to let him talk to you like that? Kanye. Oh, man. <laughs> he doesn't have my vote. I don't know what else to say. That's more okay. impactful. Right. He doesn't have my vote. All right. Fair enough. Did you vote? Of course I did. Absolutely, I voted. I, I voted early. Uh, I requested a mail-in ballot. I filled it out, put it in the secret envelope, put it in the bigger envelope, took it over to City Hall, dropped mm-hmm. it off, got a high five, got a sticker. We're good. How about you? Did you vote? I did the same thing. Beautiful. I did the same thing. I've already put. I've already cast in my vote. I did it early because I didn't want to get caught in the whole shenanigans in a couple Tuesdays from now. I will tell you, when I went down to City Hall to vote, Mm. there's this big old line yeah. and this guy tried to hand me a clipboard and he's like, Hey, you want to fill this out? And I was like, Oh no, no. I mean, I said, for what? And he goes, uh, you know, to get your ballot set up. And I said, I had it already. Now, I don't know why I did this, Adam, but I think this is a story worth telling. <laughs> for some reason, I felt like I had to hide that I had the ballot on me. Mm, okay. I don't know why I felt like that. But I felt like I didn't want people to know that that's what I was doing. Okay. Like, I didn't want to, like, walk around with the ballot in my hand. I didn't want nobody to snatch it out of my hand. I didn't want to drop it. I didn't want nobody to step to me or something like that. I don't, you know what I mean? I just felt like maybe it's just the, you know, city person in me. I just wanted to go get the business done and not be engaged about it. Does, that, it. does that make sense? Does that just sound weird? No, I get it. But, I mean, from my vantage... When I go to vote or do do anything along these lines, especially if I've I've already voted, like the, the envelope right. is sealed. If somebody wants to speak to me about something, I trust that it's important, but I also trust that it's going to be driven by some agenda for them to get me to do the thing they want me to do. But right. it's too late. I already did it. So there's right. this part of me that's like, well, I can't. 
I can't be bothered, so I just need to evade, duck, and roll, and just do right. do what I need to do and get out of here. So I, yeah, I understand. I probably would have done the same thing. Although, actually, yeah. come to think of it, Ock, I probably would have said, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Filled in my name, <laughs> absentmindedly. So, uh, so I have the have I have the ballot inside of a brown comic book bag, like a brown paper bag. Oh. So I walk up and I get in line and the guy's like, oh, this is to fill out the ballot. I was like, I have it already. He goes, you have it? I said, yeah. He goes, you filled it out already? Yeah. He goes, oh, come with me. So I walk all the way to the front of the line, drop the ballot into the little container. Yeah. And the lady gives me a sticker. She's like, all right, you're good. Oh, that's it? That's it. I was like, oh, man, shoot, this is easy. So internet, please go vote. Yeah, please. Most please definitely. get it done. Uh-huh. Please get that handled. I want to highly encourage you to do that. I don't know how you feel about this when I say this, but I just want to expand on it. Everybody says, please go vote. That is definitely the vibe. You got to get out there, rock the vote. November 3rd is voting day, but realistically, this is election season. So if you can do it early, go do it early. But I'm just going to go ahead and push this uh, just an inch further. Vote for Biden. Can we not? The other option is... He's ruined this country, man. I mean, like, maybe the best version of this is to say that he has really brought attention that the fact that this country has been ruined and and a lot of people have been disillusioned for a very long time. But I am no longer have I no longer have any patience or time or empathy. I guess maybe I have empathy for people who are still voting for Trump. I can't. I cannot. Mm. I cannot abide. So when, some things that are negotiable, but racism is not negotiable. Absolutely. You know what not. I'm saying? Like there's, there's, there's some things that are, I'm, I'm not going to engage you and try to have a dialogue with you about things that are, again, not negotiable. Right. You yeah. Know, there's some things that I just stand against, like my principles, my beliefs, like this, th- there is no version of this conversation where I go, Oh, well, I see how, you know, this racism and, and you know this xenophobe. I, I get it. I see. How, no, I don't see. There's no space for it. There's yeah. no. There's no version of this where I where I where I get it. So I feel what you're saying. Where you're just like you're call, You're trying to. You're, I, from what I understand, as a person who's known you for many years, you you're calling a spade a spade from your perspective. Yeah, it's it's just the way that I can see it. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. And so when people say go vote, I fully believe that go vote, but. Y'all, if you're listening to Comic Book Junto, I trust that you're probably thinking this way already. Vote for Biden. But I'm, I'll speak to the people who might think, my vote doesn't matter. Nah, who cares? What's it going to do? Everything is ruined. Everything's in flames anyway. Why, why should I even bother? I'll say, uh, I made a man thing minute. This was like a goofy video, but this, mm-hmm. th- there's some reality to this. Vote for uh, the people who can't vote. There are a lot of people who have been incarcerated, people who are in prison right now, undocumented Im- immigrants who have been here for a long time and working and paying taxes. You got to vote on behalf of the people who do not have a voice. And in the man thing uh, minute, I, I jokingly, in quite a stretch, said, look, Man-Thing doesn't have a voice. He, he doesn't have a mouth. You got to vote on behalf of the Man-Thing, man. You got to vote on behalf of the Man-Thing. Well, I'll tell okay. you what happens when you don't, because in, in that video, if you check out my Instagram or my Twitter, at Adam Tetteris, in that video, I clarify, during Civil, Civil War in 2008, Marvel Comics event, Civil War, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went to Citrusville, and they served the Man-Thing with papers they wanted him to sign the Registration Act that Tony Stark was putting through. But the man thing can't do that. He can't sign. He has no free will. He doesn't have a brain. He couldn't do it. So what they did as a result, they threw him in a a supervillain prison. And look, I'm not saying that this is how this stuff works in the real world, but I am saying that disenfranchised who cannot make their voices heard usually get put in positions. Okay, this is is a stretch, but maybe maybe you got limber over the you know COVID times, and maybe this isn't a stretch for you. Not that you much, know? but I but I see where you're going. That's I see right. what you're trying to do. That's right. You don't want to get thrown into the raft because you couldn't make your vote count. Make your vote count. <laughs> Come on, man. It, it, don't get don't get thrown into the raft. <laughs> no, make Listen, your vote count. Look. Crush your creels in there. He's hanging. He he deserves stay to out the raft too. Absolutely, stay out the raft. Well, <laughs> so. Listen, <clears throat> I wanted to cover one more thing yeah. because truth be told, my computer is about to die. Let's go. 
Halloween is coming up. Yes, right. And we have talked about what we're watching, what we're playing, what we're reading. Give, I'd like to just do a scary movie like marathon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I want to watch a bunch of movies. And I would love for you to give a recommendation or love for us to give a recommendation of some Halloween movies to check out Mm. during this time period until next time. Because by the next time we do an episode, Halloween will have come and gone already. That's right. Yeah. So what recommendations do you have off top of my head? Because I have a youngling, I'm going to be watching Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. I'm going to introduce introduce the kid to Nightmare Before Christmas. This will be the first time she sees it. Yes. She's in for it, man. Good luck to you with Oogie Boogie, because Oogie Boogie scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> right. But outside of, uh, outside of the, the Ute Dim, what, 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 what movies do you have for recommendations? I, I love horror movies. I, I love monster movies. If it's got a good monster, it can be a bad movie, but the monster mm-hmm. will make it for me. Uh, okay. But uh, I'll say a movie that I think doesn't get enough respect. People really sleep on this one. It is a a more recent one, and it was a Netflix original. It came out in 2017, and it was called The Ritual. Do you know this one? No. The Ritual is a movie in which a group of guys go camping, I believe, in some Nordic country. Is this where the guy hurts his leg? Maybe I'm I'm trying to remember. I, I believe they go like camping or hiking in Sweden. And Three guys, right? Yes, and and the one guy was supposed to go with them, but couldn't make it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, they end up camping and hiking in what uh, turns out to be sacred, godly, like ceremonial. I, I lands. saw this. I saw this. Loved that. I thought it was freaky. That movie is nuts. Yeah, it was freaky. It had cool uh, visual effects. It was it was a good one where it's like you know getting lost in the woods in the dark is always scary. But then there was a monster in that movie that I did not see coming, and I loved it. I thought it was so cool. Big big fan. That monster is freaking crazy. Yes, it is. Yes, it. I'm gonna look it up. Monster is nuts. I'm gonna look it up as soon as we're done with this podcast. So that that would be mine because I feel like people sleep on that. Um, I will say this. Yeah, what's yours? If if I had to give one recommendation, um, I, I got a couple recommendations. If you want to be freaked out, mm-hmm. what was that movie that? Why do I not remember the movie now? We were talking about it all a couple of years ago. That just really disturbed both of us. Not it, Hereditary. Oh, of course. Oh yeah, got it. If you've never seen Hereditary, that's all I'm going to say. Like an actual movie that literally disturbed. Me as a grown adult, hereditary. Yeah, that was a very good one. That's number one, to, to really be scared. Number two, if you want something that's a little bit more like classic, but up to date, Halloween. But the Halloween that they just made. Oh, okay. I haven't seen the new one. I think the Halloween that they just made did a really good job of keeping the spirit of the original one. Mm. But just going as like, hey, the spirit in the sense of like, there's some like nutso death scenes. Okay. It's like rip you through a window kind of thing. (laughs) Where you're just like, that's not humanly possible. But that's kind of why this is scary. Okay. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I want to go just to to recommend the thing that actually scared me when I was a kid. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, terrifying. Like nightmare fuel for Octavius as a child. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, why is my cousin letting me watch this? As we talked about many times on this show, there's stuff that I had no business watching at, as a young kid. Yeah. So those are my three recommendations: like adult scary, hereditary, like you know, like kind of a callback to the old school stuff, the uh-huh. Halloween that just came out, and like as a young kid, scary Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cosine nightmare, nightmare on Elm street is fantastic. I'll, I'll add one for a classic. The movie ghost always, always, always holds Patrick Swayze. Yes. Because ghost, what ghost, Adam, listen, what are you talking about? Ghost low key has some of the scariest supernatural effects, but people never think about that. The, the homeless guy who was a ghost that yells at him. Disappointment on my face. You You remember the, do you remember the grim reapers? They come and drag the dude as he's screaming down the street. No, I don't remember. Horrifying. Now that you're saying it vaguely, 
I kind of remember, but now I got to watch Ghost now. Horrifying. I mean, you got Whoopi Goldberg commuting. Whoopi Goldberg scared you? (laughs) She didn't. (laughs) What scared me is that she kept getting pigeonholed in roles like this. But Ghost is not a a scary movie. Magical Negro. She was very much 100% that. Although, you know, in her defense, in the execution of the role, she was faking it most of the time. (laughs) So at least there was that. She was like a fake psychic. But uh, yeah, near the end of that movie, a dude gets sliced in half by a window pane, scared the hell out of me. And then the Grim Reapers, they're basically just made of the shadows. I was afraid of the shadows because of the movie Ghost. I thought they would come to life and drag me down the street. Yeah. Wow. I know that it's a romantic movie. It's not a Halloween movie. I mean, all I think about is the scene where they're making clay. (laughs) Making the clay pots. That's what I think about when I think Ghost. I don't think it's Halloween. I'm about to put Ghost on. Yeah, right. Fair. I mean, again, I'll say one more time on Christmas Day 2019, I chose to watch Phantom Menace. I don't make good decisions, I don't choose good films. Okay. (laughs) My recommendation list is dubious at best. I typed into (laughs) Google uh, monster movies and I came up with these. I I kid you not, I took a screenshot. One says Victor Frank Frankenstein, sure it's bad. Two, Attack on Titan, live action. What? No. And three, Octavius A. Newman, Gods of Egypt. Monster movie? Is that a joke? I don't know, but that's what I typed in. (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) So that's where I'm standing. (laughs) That's where we're at. Internet, we thank you for tuning in to the most recent comeback episode of Comic Book Junto. We plan on doing these more often. If you guys want to talk to us, tell us what Halloween movies you're going to watch at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tatteris, at Comic Book Junto. We'd love to talk to you on the interwebs. And, you know, enjoy your Halloween movie marathon if you, if you choose to do one. Yeah, we want to know what you're reading and watching. Uh, I would love to know if you have a Full Metal Alchemist or an Avatar or something you swore off, but you want to come and revisit. You can use hashtag AskCBJ if you want us to answer some questions for the next episode, because we're back, man. We are back. Yeah. Well, Internet, we love y'all. Until next time, peace. <laughs>